The following segment is part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yolokali Arts Reach in Chicago. Ugh, Mom. I can't wash the dishes right now. I'm trying to listen to my podcast. Hey, it's me, Marie. And it's your boy, Emmanuel. And this is our podcast. Sit back as these Yolalicious frequencies melt your brain into sparkly, sonic, saucy sound soup. And as we tackle conversations that everybody and their mama is too scared to have, or you know, just chismear un poquito. Oh, hey Marie. Oh, what up, mommy? Nice to see you virtually. We here, you know, just us teens. Marie girl, how have you been feeling lately, you know, with all the craziness that has surrounded us from corona, school, elections? Child, it's been hard these days. Mm-hmm, you know it. 2020's been a nasty year. Honestly, G, I've been trying to hang in there since Miss Rona decided to stop by, not only throwing my senior year into a dumpster fire, but also threw my freshman college experience out the window with all this virtual learning, and don't even get me started on being quarantined with my family. How about you? You know... Since the beginning of the quarantine back in March 2020, I've been much better lately. Trying to focus on the positive side of things, no matter how small that might be, like baking a pie, free time to listen to music, or even just going to sleep. At times like these, I feel like the worst thing that you could do is focus on the negative, even though some of us might be surrounded by nothing but it. You know, these are very important things to talk about, and that leads us to today's topic of discussion, mental health. What do you be thinking about when you hear mental health? Therapy, faux show, breathing exercises, as well as that 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 exercise. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. And self-care with the avocado mask, taking a day off when you're not feeling it, and just caring for your mental well-being. How about you? Well, for me, I hear the sounds of sad music and ASMR, the taste of water and tea, the smell of incense and dessert-scented candles. I just have the feeling of the warmth of my bed and a cold pillow. That's what I associate with mental health because that's how I maintain it. Looking out for yourself and also paying attention to how it is that you're speaking, feeling, and acting. You know, that was very interesting to hear about our different perspectives on mental health. But maybe let's brighten up a little bit more and hear about what some of our family has to say about it. So first, let's listen to what some of our siblings had to say when we asked them about mental health and what it meant to them. My name is Mariana Ramirez. I'm about to be 13 years old and I like to do art and I like to eat chips. I'm Sarah and I'm 17. My name is Mario Ramirez. I am 20 years old. I am currently a college student, a photographer, as well as a dancer. What mental health means to me is to enjoy what you're doing and do the things that you love to do and have a healthy relationship with people. Mental health to me means when somebody has problems and they kind of don't know how to like solve those problems on their own or they don't have people to help them so they kind of keep it bottled up inside. What mental health means to me is coping and dealing with stress in difficult situations that are going on in life, whether it would be school, work, family, friends. 
or life in general. Just try to stay in a healthy mental state. How I cope with hard situations is I think about it and I do what relaxes me so I won't have a lot of stress about it. I ask people to help me with that decision to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I wouldn't say cope, but I tend to cry a lot, like a lot, a lot. And then I hear music while I'm crying. <laughs> and then I cry more and then I just start laughing and then I cry even harder. Well, what I do to cope with hard situations is I love listening to music. I feel music is key to everyone, whether in what difficult situation we're dealing with, music is always helpful and taking care of myself. Working out is the best medicine to me, so I love working out. It gets me away from the world. Dancing as well. And how do you notice signs in family and friends that they're not doing so well? I noticed that they don't open up as much and they act different. Like, are always sad, never happy. Maybe that they spend a lot of time alone and they don't open up as much. With my family, no, not really, because they tend to have a persona where nothing can bother them, nothing like, you know, can break them, and they think they're like so strong that they know how to handle everything on their own. Versus my friends, sometimes I notice within them like they're becoming more distant, and I try to reach out, but if they want to be alone that way they could do with it on their own then like you know i let them have space but i do try to like you know help them if they do need help well the signs that i might notice for friends and family is probably one day they're having a good time with you laughing speaking having a great conversation with you and then the next you might see they're very silent or their head is down they're always looking at their phone and they're not sure what to say they're just ignoring every single conversation that you're trying to have with them that's what i might probably see when you see family and friends that aren't doing so well what signs or behaviors do you look out for within yourself when you're not doing well summer flags is either i cry a lot and i just don't go up to people as much or i spent a lot of time alone in like my room or something maybe i don't do any work or like take care of myself as much i don't think i have any signs i think it's just more like i'm not the happiest or like goofiest person like i just tend to like be like a debbie downer i guess and i'm just like quiet and i'm like okay well, well whatever versus like how i actually am is like a goofball and a crackhead i guess those are a couple signs in your opinion should mental health be normalized more i think it should because it's a big thing if you want work to be done you need to have a good attitude and things like that and it can make you like drift off to people because they might think oh they have no more love for anything yes i do think that's something that people should start talking about because it does affect a lot of people in my generation and you know in the generation before us and it could affect those in the generation after us like it's something that i think it's important that we should talk about to help kids you know growing up and adults as well yes i believe mental health should be normalized more we've all had a difficult year this year specifically 2020 dealing with covid depression has gone up a lot more this year and mental health is something that should be taken more seriously wow that was a hot take <laughs> So now let's ask the same questions, but to our parents and to hear what in the world they're going to come up with this time. My name is Sylvia and I'm 47. 
A Leticia de Lara, 46 años de edad, signo Géminis. Mi nombre es Mario Enrique Ramírez, tengo 46 años de edad. Tengo tres hijos, dos hijos y una hija, eh, una adolescente, una jovencita y uno mayor. Mental health means a lot of different things. It can mean ones having situations that are not real going in their head. It can also be where you saw something and the phase of just seeing what you saw can hit you. Your mental state can completely turn different. Mental health also is how you deal with things. It could be verbal abuse, physical abuse. Your state of mind is very powerful that sometimes, yes, mental health are issues that are bad, but not that bad either. You know how to control them and you get help. It's a sickness. You don't pick that doesn't choose a person for their age, their sex, their social status. is something that any of us can suffer at any point in our lives. Mental health is estar saludable de la mente, no estar loco. How do I deal with hard situations? It's very difficult because when you're going through something really hard, at least for me, I shut down. I don't let nobody in because I'm dealing with my hardship myself. And dealing with it is just making sure that I come out on top, but by myself. Me personally, I pray and, and listen to music or sometimes bent to very specific key people in my life. I have never been to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I tried, but I feel weird when talking to a stranger about my issues. ¿Cómo me cuido o cómo enfrento a situaciones difíciles? A situaciones difíciles pensando en el problema y viendo cómo reaccionar. ¿Y cómo me cuido? Depende de lo que sea, si es una situación de trabajo, si es una situación familiar, es depende. Do you notice the signs in family and friends that aren't doing so well? Yes and no, because there's a thing where, you know, not everybody knows what one carries inside. You know, they can have a beautiful smile on the outside and something hurtful, you know, something tragic that are that they're going through. But every time you would ask or you, you ask, how are you? I'm fine. Literally to saying, yes, you do. Sometimes you don't because some people might have their faces and say, you know, and you can ask, is everything okay? Are you okay? What's going on? Do you want to talk? Some people might, some people don't. And how do you notice signs in family and friends that they're not doing so well? One can be que siempre están muy agresivos o sus emociones muy cambiantes. Otro puede ser que you can see it on their faces. Otro puede ser withdraw. Otro puede ser substance abuse. Otro puede ser simplemente un just un cambio de actitud, cambio de personalidad. Hay personas que they probably hide it really well. So those are the tricky ones. En su forma de actuar, en su forma de hablar, en su forma de reaccionar y su forma de pensar, de la manera que cómo se expresan, cómo miran y los movimientos que hacen. What signs or behaviors do you look out for within yourself? That's kind of hard. I see myself pulling away from people, you know, don't want to fit into the drama that people might be going through. I'd rather just tough it out myself, whatever I'm going through. If I need help, I'll ask a particular person. I wouldn't want my daughters to see, but sometimes, you know, asking them, what can I do or how can I do this is the way things are with me. When you lose interest on the normal things in life and when you don't care about yourself. Accionando rápidamente, tal vez teniendo miedo. Do you believe mental health should be normalized more? Yes, I do. Debería normalizarse más la salud mental. 
Pues sí, tienes control de ti mismo. O no estar haciendo expresiones de. Algo así, expresiones fuertes, expresiones negativas. Como a mi hijo que a veces le dan los ataques. Que le digo, mi hijo, eso, esas son expresiones no normales. Definitely, because somebody who has mental health issues, it is already going through a lot of pain, and for someone to judge them based on whatever issue it might be, could make it really bad for them, and difficult for them to go out and reach for help, reach out, and difficult for them to get well. So Marie, what you thought? Did you expect answers such as these from our beloved family people? Honestly, I think I saw it coming with my mom since she kind of has this negative connotation with mental health, which I think is a generational thing. But what my sister Sarah said on the other hand though, was a complete surprise, like no cap. Like with our family and the built wall around yourself type feel, like she has a definite point about that. What about you Ami? what you think? Well, it was great to hear what my family thought about a topic such as mental health because it's something that's often so disregarded or unspoken about in the family setting. And when my dad was talking about how I blow up and act all crazy, yeah. uh-uh, I ain't having it. Not trying to sabotage me on my own podcast. Oh my God. But overall, being trapped inside the house with my family for the last 9,000 months has allowed me to get to know my family much more. And quarantine has given my family and I the opportunity to bond and be closer than ever. You know, in a way, forcing us to be there for one another. And when there is a bump in the road, you got end it then and there to keep moving forward. And in a sense, I think I learned a little bit more about myself in this quarantine. Speaking of which, let's talk about how we take care of ourselves and give some tips on how others can look after their mental health, whether it's relaxing or activities that you can do to uplift yourself in hard moments. Marie, what should be doing to take care of your mental health at home? Honestly though, I'd be taking an hour long shower. Don't come at me with that water bill. Okay, I get it, it's big, it's big. No, you be running your mom a water bill. Uh. It's <laughs> for my mental health though, like a nice steaming shower, like some like facial cleansers with a mask, putting music lo-fi even, you know? The real question is, do you take showers or baths? Oof, showers. Yeah, baths is musty. <laughs> Well, okay, some of us don't have the tub to be even taking baths. Me. But mm -mm, I like a good shower, not no bath soaking in some must water. Mm, no. Next. Another helpful tip, anything with skincare or hair care is super relaxing and allows you to de-stress and think about something other than whatever it is that you might be thinking about. I personally love a good hair care routine, so putting on a hair mask or deep conditioner or anything like that. I think that when you can distract your five senses, they really help you to de-stress and forget about what it is that's depriving your mind at the moment. When it comes to relaxing, obviously you listening to my music, lighting candles and incense, doing some art, whether that's journaling, scrapbooking. Scrapbooking? <laughs> okay, we ain't no grandmas, but you know, <laughs> journaling, 
journaling, painting, drawing. And you know, another thing that I would like to mention is at times when I feel like I, I can't take care of myself at the moment, I enjoy taking care of my plants. I, I love cleaning my plants, watering my plants, giving them the sun they need. Get rid of those brown leaves because they are dirty and dead. They need to stop soaking up the nutrients from the live part. It's kind of the same way with me too. Like, you know, you with your plants, me with my cat children, you know? Like sometimes when I like don't want to get out of bed, don't want to take a shower and stuff like that, which is like those very rare days where it's like a hard time to like just get up in the morning they go into my bed and they just start crying like mom or meow meow like i'm hungry feed me and i'm like at least i can take care of you like i guess they gonna get you out of bed <laughs> oh my god yes you know another helpful tip would be something as simple as having an everyday routine let's hear with elizabeth chrysostomo a school-based counselor for in Los chicago how to say about her self-care and what it looks like to get hurt through the day the world is kind of like in a mock, right? Like in a fog. So even this interaction right now, it's not as genuine as it would be if we were in person. This is a mock. Everything is a little bit delayed. Classes have really no passing period. Meetings for people who are doing work from home have no grace period too, right? We're all just kind of in this robotic kind of stance. So I would recommend for everyone to come up with a routine. For me, I really struggle with seasonal affective disorder that really affects me. So what I've done is even though I'm not a morning person at all i wake up earlier so i can see the sunrise and that makes me feel good i have my desk by the window so i could be right by the sun i have scheduled into my day my meals what i'm gonna do that day for self-care and involve some movement i love to use dance as a way to stress relief so if i have like really stressful meetings back to back i'll make sure that i have time for at least like a 20 minute dance session in between of that so i can kind of get rid of some of that tensity in my body because trauma and mental health they're both connected right like the mind and the body so if you're not relaxed you're going to create that tension that can cause a lot of illnesses and things like stomach aches not being able to sleep i know a lot of my students are not sleeping right now i know i'm not sleeping as well but again you kind of have to create a routine so that you mock like a new day like i took a shower every single day as soon as i wake up because i'm reminding my body and my psyche today is a new day we're going to wear a different shirt we're going to wear a different outfit but like making something to look forward to every day and like okay i'm gonna make myself you know a really bomb pancake stack and i'm gonna do you know xyz to kind of get yourself through the day because it's really hard but i would say a routine is really gonna help with that anxiety of what am i doing what what is today gonna bring as much as we can try to control and then with people who have depression it's gonna get them that motivation to kind of get through the day well, we've spoken about our different strategies and activities that we've been doing. However, what did you think about what our parents thought about mental health, Marie? Did you expect it? And why do you think they answered so differently than the young delinquents? Delinquents? Well, I think it's because we obviously come from a different generation than they do. Duh, Emmy. Mm. But like, besides that, it's because like they be raised differently from what we were. Like from an older generation of our grandparents and they had an entirely different social norms than what we do today, you know? Como que sí, I agree with you for sure. Pero como que like, I think another big factor is how they are in this overlap where they're from this generation with different beliefs and customs, living in this world where all the youth are like, mental health, tú sabes. 
See, obviously. I definitely noticed that when I asked the first question, what does mental health mean to you? My parents answered on the, I guess you could say negative side of things. So mental illness, depression, anxiety, and I guess didn't think about something as simple as maintaining your happiness and well-being as also mental health. My parents were saying the exact same thing. I think we should continue on with some helpful tips specifically to our parents and older folk, how they can look after their mental health, whether it's relaxing or activities you can do to uplift yourselves in hard times. For sure, I think some amazing tips that parents and older folk can try is at the end of the day, alone time and escaping from the family is the best thing that you can ever do. You know, whether that's simply watching the TV, reading a book, getting some sleep, in you know you could even run away on a vacation just try to get some away time from your family that you be seeing 24 7 or even doing things for yourself though like cooking and cleaning for yourself because like there's some days where you're just like you know what i'm about to make myself a delicious sofa with el pastor on top of it like who knows or maybe you just want to clean up your room because like hey there's like something that you always wanted to do with your room or like living room or something like that just do it for yourself yes additionally speaking on the phone with family and friends marie me and you now we be watching our parents they could spend hours on the phone talking with family and friends they could be from a block away they could be all the way from mexico and the worst part is you never know who the person is they bring you the phone they're like say hello and i'm like who is this i'm like who is this who is this and another huge thing is praying or religion i think that another big factor for how our parents view mental health is religion especially being that me and you are both from a hispanic community i was raised and still am catholic and within the religious community mental health is something that is often disregarded or seen as something to ignore and often criticized like ah yes or whatever you know some people might even use religion in a way that isn't necessarily effective like praying the depression away or whatever the case may be but I do think that it is important to note that religion and prayer in itself isn't a bad thing or against mental health, more so about how every person uses it, and in some cases can be beneficial. My own church and priest have actually been talking more openly about mental health in recent months, speaking about how people are facing these times stuck at home in quarantine and being attentive to signs showing you or a loved one is dealing with something or going through a hard time. Additionally, many years before, if you committed suicide you wouldn't have a funeral or religious ceremony in your name and weren't even allowed to be buried in a catholic cemetery really but now the catholic church is more understanding of mental health issues that many people have and suffer from even down to demonic possessions oh my now before a priest does an exorcism on a suspected person they have a criteria to evaluate if that really is what's happening or any sort of mental illness such as schizophrenia or whatever it may be by doing Doing the psychiatric and psychological evaluations needed. Yes! And many changes like these have been made just in probably the last 50 years, which is so recent. I think that it shows good promise to understanding deeper issues that people face and opens newer generations up to mental health and what it even is. Instead of reaching out to medical professionals such as a psychologist or therapist, many would also rather reach out to a priest, which many more traditional people can relate to. So religion and faith can definitely be something helpful for adults and older generations. A whole support system. Okay, so shifting the conversation a thicky-nicky bit, I wanted us to talk about community resources. Who got them? Who want them? What is this, honey? 
How can somebody do more than personal self-care to benefit their mental health? Taking baths, listening to music, putting on a face mask can be very beneficial, but at a certain point for some is ineffective and can just be a spiral of nothingness. And these are the moments when we need to seek out medical professionals, a doctor, therapist, to better take care of ourselves and pick ourselves back up. I think it's also important to note that you don't have to be at a breaking point or suffer a trauma to go to a therapist. It's so important to maintain our mental health even if we're not at our lowest point because we always want to look after ourselves and be the best and most importantly, happiest version of ourselves. We also shouldn't judge those who are seeking help, trying to understand themselves and get to the happiest version of themselves too. We had the opportunity to speak with three healthcare professionals, but more importantly, mental health enthusiasts, and they told us a bit about what they do in the community. My name is Sarah Taylor. I work in social work and I am a mental health professional and also a founder and executive director of Yosoeya. And this is something I do as an outreach passion work. Yosoeya has been around since 2012 and it's a nonprofit support system. We work for the betterment of mental and emotional support for women. A lot of different components related to mental health and empowering women of color, Latina women and indigenous women, especially black women as well. Yosoeya just stands for I am she. So it in itself is a statement to empower women in whatever walk of life, whether it be those women who are journeying from their home country, or rather those who are starting to get acclimated here, or rather those like us on this call who are bicultural, who have our ancestral identities and also American identities. So it just empowers the overall women, especially the women of color. Right now, we have kind of noticed our way of changing our work into more outreach work. And what we titled is the compassion above the crisis. So we have noticed that our work has been mental health, but more so in a sense of crisis intervention when it comes with what we say now, the pandemic. So most of our work revolves with mental health um, counseling, individual, group therapy, or just basically some of them are power panels, panel discussions, some of them are just being the support with domestic violence victims, some legal support here, referrals. It encompasses a lot of that. Most of it encompasses just basically work related to empowering. So anything related to mental or emotional support, if it encompasses that, we offer that one way or another. My name is Elizabeth Prisostomo, and I'm a school-based counselor for Enlace Chicago, and I provide services at Community Links High School and Farragut Career Academy. I'm also involved in campaigns such as, like, you know, Erase the Gang Database. I provide PDs for teachers, you know, like right now I'm creating one for anti-racism and addressing anti-blackness in the schools. And I also do crisis intervention, so that means that for each of my youth, if something were to happen to them, such as them getting getting detained by ICE or getting shot at or having suicidal or homicidal ideations, this one right here has to respond, has to be the first to respond. So technically, like I'm always on call, like I could be on a meeting or like in a session with another kid and then another kid will text me like, hey, I'm feeling suicidal and then I like have to like jump on that, you know? So it's like, ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've done workshops like for other schools too, for like Morton West, and I've done like women's empowerment. And I've had sessions called Have a Talk with the Hood Therapist. This is stuff that I love to do because, you know, like the reach, it needs to be out there. Like mental health should not be so gatekeeped and so like privileged thing. It should be for everyone. 
My name is Arturo Carrillo. I am a licensed clinical social worker. So my training has been offering clinical mental health services and supporting parenting programming for people in low-income communities on the west side, on the southwest side of Chicago. I felt social work for me was kind of like the perfect profession that I didn't realize was a profession I, I would be interested in. You know, my mom has been among the most influential people in my life. So my mom was really one to really want to, you know, help others to change the way things are in the way that they're set up to be unjust to people. <laughs> and so for me to think that there was a profession that I could enter and learn how to do that and really be an agent of change and supporting people in their own growth, but thinking about not just a person isolated from their social environment, but also part of that social environment. And so thinking about how social work could do both, right? Support individuals on the personal level, but also think about how the society can also change and can, how the, the society itself uh, needs to be reformed in order to be able to provide a better environment for people that are often oppressed in many different ways, right? Understanding that we can provide healing for people, just like I've been trained as a clinician to support people's experiences of trauma and to be able to help people heal from those experiences of trauma, but also realizing that the system System, our society itself causes trauma, our society itself perpetuates harm. And then what do we need to do to change that, right? So holding both those spaces for me has been really important. This segment is a part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yolokali Art Street in Chicago. The content was produced by Marie Meraz and Manuel Ramirez, Alex Arriaga and Amanda Tagade. Edited by Emmanuel Ramirez and Marie Meraz.